Hydration is important. Hello, Emily. How are you doing, girl? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing awesomely. Awesomely for sure, especially because this afternoon we are here. I am at VVFI, you are at your house, and we are going to record a rock and roll Friday, right? Yeah, a very special one. Oh, I miss this so much during my vacation, girl, especially because, you know, talking to you about rock, two great things, girl, two great things, you know? Yeah, I agree. I'm too. <laughs> Pretty good. Hey, can you can you tell me what is the band that we are going to be talking about this afternoon? Oh, it's the rock band to beat all other rock bands. Oh, yeah, hmm. the one, the only. Oh my gosh, the one. It, it the reminds one. me. <laughs> it reminds me about some song, but I need to tell you something. Nothing else matters. Now that we are going to be talking about them, you know? Well, if people listening haven't guessed, we're going to be talking about Metallica today. Of course we are. For sure we are. Well, girl, I know that Metallica, well, this band, uh, oh, they are being part of my lifetime inside rock and roll since my early years inside the rock. I remember back then the... 2000, I guess, if I'm not that wrong, that my brother arrived at home um, with the Black Album, you know? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, girl, we listened to that oh, nonstop, day and night, day and night. And it was a really, really great experience because I remember by that time, I wanted to start listening to heavier things. Uh, by that time, I used it to listen to Charlie Brown Jr., Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, soft things. And when he showed me Metallica, oh, girl, it was the like first sight. Love at first that listen. That was my jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, do you remember what was the first song that you listened from Metallica? I honestly don't remember the first song that I heard from Metallica, but I do remember when I started listening. Like, they were pretty much, I would, yeah, they were my first rock band that I started yeah. listening to. Uh, hmm. I I had an, uh, a boyfriend at the time, and he was into heavy metal and introduced me to them, and I was like, okay. Cool. <laughs> okay, this is my type, yeah? Yeah, I like it, all right. And for the last, you know, pretty much my entire adult life, I've been listening to Metallica, so. Hmm. Well, because it makes sense, right? When you think about the fact that they started jamming before either of us were even born. When was that? They started rocking hard in 1981 that's when the band was formed yeah. 81 we've been at it for 40 years oh my gosh 10 years before i was born girl well it's a lot of time we can say right <laughs> we can say it is at a lot of time i remember now listening to enter sandman like uh, my brother brought this album with Enter Sandman and I listen and repeat and repeat and repeat like, uh, oh my gosh, all in a row, you know? 
Mm-hmm. I couldn't get sick of this song. It was really just amazing, you know? It was a great experience. After that, I started listening to um, Seek and Destroy, mm-hmm. Whiskey in the Jar, you know? Yeah. Whiskey in the Jar, in case, I guess it's a cover from another band, isn't it? Do you know this? I didn't hear that fact. Which band? Do you know? I don't. In fact, I don't even know if it's a cover indeed. But uh, I'm almost pretty sure that uh, this song is not uh, wrote, uh, written from written by Metallica. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I would need to confirm this information. But I, I would like to ask you, because, girl, we have always been listening to Metallica, and for me, They, they are a great band, but they were never kind of my top one band of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, like in all playlists that I create on Spotify, for example, they are inside with two or three songs, but they never crossed my mind to be my favorite band, like my number one, you know? How about you? How do you uh, deal with Metallica into your like, your personal taste? I would say my... Uh, my love for rock evolved from them. Oh, wow. So they've always been at the top for me. Um, like, there are many, there's so many bands that I listen to, but yeah, Metallica's always in the mix. And it, to me, they just were such a pure rock band, like no frills, nothing fancy, like... Mm-hmm just music and 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 guys <laughs> really simple <laughs> i do you i do you but uh yeah i think i kind of for a long time even compared all bands against them like are they more talented than yeah, yeah. most most cases the answer is no right mm-hmm. for sure But yeah, I don't know if it's because of our age that, you know, like we have a lot of other other bands that we would put in front, but especially you who are much younger. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I had bands, way different bands as my favorite top one bands. Like I had already loved so much Billy Talent, some 41, even Marilyn Mason. Can you believe that? No, I believe it. Yeah. I was just, uh, I wanted to be so rebel. And then I said, okay, this guy's gonna be my master, you know? So Marilyn Mason for a while. Oh, I, I listened to him like day and night, you know? It was cool. I went through a, a like a dark phase where I did like Metallica, Black Sabbath, Manson, uh, Rob Zombie, and that was kind of like my rebel phase too. You see, yeah. Inside punk rock, did you have any taste, like any bands that you you highlight from there? Oh well, we need to do like a whole. We need to do some punk rock, right? That's that's why I asked you that. Yeah. We are going to to schedule some punk rock bands here because we are so heavy these days here, yeah? Yeah, I know. There's just so many bands to cover and so little time. 
<laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. But wait, did you bring any cool fact to share to share about Metallica with me this afternoon? Yeah, I have a lot actually. Um, so the first one that really hit me was how young the guys were when they formed Metallica. Huh. Like Lars Ulrich, he was 17. 17, oh, right. So young. Really, really young. So he moved from Denmark, I think, when he was 15. And then um, he was kind of looking around for other musicians, and he put an ad in the newspaper, which shows you how old it was. This paper, oh gosh. list of the 80s. <laughs> yeah. And then that's how he, he met up with James. So he, he responded to the ad. And, he, and, and James and um, Ron McGovney, who isn't with the band anymore, they had already started jamming together. And mm -hmm. then they, I think, you know, they had like a band together and then they responded to the ad and they just kind of yeah do you know if they had like a, a fast success like the band was on and the next year they were already exploding the world with their rock or it took years for them to blow this all away you know they actually did have quite a bit of early success locally um you know, within a year, they were doing live concerts and and then they started going on tour, I think, in 83, which was only like a little over a year after the band was formed. So, yeah, they were really successful early on okay. um, and have been ever since. <laughs> 40 years later, still going strong. Wow. The fan base is really... I believe that they got really disappointed after uh, it was the Saint Anger album that made the, the fans so disappointed. Do you remember? Yeah. And then people said that they were losing their touch and it was too far off of their style. And But in all fairness, if you've been rocking hard for 40 years, I believe that you have the right to have one bad album yeah <laughs> just sleep right just sleep yeah yeah i agree with you some bands that i enjoy they have way more than just a simple a simple record bad you know like they have some songs that you like why did you guys record this oh my gosh it's so really bad <laughs> yeah yeah. And to be fair, it wasn't bad. St. Anger wasn't bad. It just was different. I, I, feel you. I, think. I felt this about the Linkin Park album. I'm not sure if, because the last time we recorded the Rock and Roll Friday, we talked about Linkin Park. And the last album from Linkin Park, um, people said really bad things about it. Like, it was too light. It's not Linkin Park anymore and stuff like that. No, I, I really didn't hear that, but I can see how they would say that. It diverged a bit. For right? sure. If you get in 2002, 2003, the hybrid theory or the the ones that we had paper cut and stuff there, it was... Meteora. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? Yeah. It, it's different. It's different. But, but girl, 
uh, and information, a cool information, in fact, that I don't know about Metallica. When was the last album released? Do you have this information? Mm, let me see. I don't know off the top of my head. Okay, because it's been a while that I don't listen. Like, oh, did you listen to a new Metallica's album or stuff like that, you know? 2016. Well, it's been a while already. It's yeah. almost like two that after 10 years they are going to record something new. That was hardwired. But when I remember. I mean they're on they're on tour now. So really? yeah, they're still really active. Oh gosh. After 40 years it must be really tiring, don't you think? I imagine. But I don't know. I have the impression that their tours aren't as long anymore. Mm -hmm. you know yes because they're what in their 60s now mm -hmm. oh, it demands a lot of energy to me i don't think that i in my 60s i would be that active anymore you know because imagine guys from iron maiden for example girl it's more than 40 years of band right probably yeah i mean they look way older than metallica does you know I guess Metallica had the advantage of that early success that we mentioned, you know, because yeah. if they started when they were late teens, early twenties, mm -hmm. yeah, became successful pretty quickly, and then it makes sense. It makes sense. So please share another cool fact about Metallica with me. All right. Um, so. They're considered one of the big four of thrash metal. Really? Yeah. Um, Megadeth, Slayer, and Anthrax are the other three. Mm -hmm. okay. And however, you know Exodus, yeah? Exodus? Mm. No, I don't. The band, Exodus? Oh, wait, wait. The, the written is E-X-O-D. The U.S. I I never heard a song from them, but I know by name. Ah, well, their lead singer uh, said that of the four, Metallica is the big one, and then the other ones are just the other three. <laughs> oh gosh, a good comment to Metallica, but not so good for the other guys for the other bands, yeah. Well, especially considering the founder of Megadeth was originally a member of Metallica. What's his name? Uh, Dave Mustaine. Dave Mustaine. It's I remember this guy. He's such a... Is he the guitarist? Uh, is he a guitarist too or just a singer? Oh, I think he plays guitar as well. Mm, I remember... There's a solo on YouTube, I guess. It's Dave Mustaine, if I'm not wrong. The guy really rocks the guitar, you know? Yeah. Uh, so he left the band under kind of bad circumstances, like, because he was drinking too much. Oh, right. All right. And yeah, the guys from Metallica, they, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But they don't look like those bands that get just crazy with drugs and stuff i don't know they they seem to be a little bit more relaxed as a band to me 
Well, I, I think you're right. And it shows they've been together for so long and they haven't had any major conflicts. You see. I mean, a few members have come and gone, but not many. Yeah. Like, because he died. Um, Dave Mustaine, because he was drinking a lot. And then there was, uh, let's see, McGovney, um, because they, he left voluntarily because he said he didn't like how irresponsible the band was. I see. But that's when they were really young, so. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the members, yeah, I mean, like, Lars and James have been there since the beginning. When I was a little bit younger, I believed that one of the members were Brazilian. But then I I understood what was happening in my mind. I was mixing things up with Pantera because Phil Anselmo is Brazilian, you know? <laughs> I yeah. And I don't, of course, there's no how to, to mix up Metallica and Pantera. Way different, right? But yeah. in my mind, it was like, the same to me you know that's sweet yeah you're a rock and roll baby yeah kind of you know i was thinking oh wait that guy's not for brazil no oh if you want sound okay all right and did you listen that pantera is back uh, i did hear that yeah you know i have to admit i was never a huge fan of pantera Really? But yeah. like, but you never enjoyed any songs from them? It's not that. I just didn't, mm, I didn't have that uh, connection feeling so much where I would, you know, like I did with Metallica or other, other bands. I just, ah, yeah, I hear them. Okay. Pantera. And then <laughs> oh, Pantera, right. Next. Like, yeah. Uh, it's not boring. I mean, their music isn't boring. I just, I just never, I don't know, never really got into it, I guess. Well, I can say that all my metal playlists, I need to put at least three songs from Pantera. Like oh. in, my, in my scale of bands, Pantera comes in a better position than Metallica to me. But okay. it's because by the time that I met Meta Metallica no Pantera, Oh, I thought the energy, especially the energy of a Dimebag Daryl, the guitarist, wow, I want to be that guy, you know? So it took me to a place where I put Pantera over Metallica, you know? Yeah, I can see that. I mean, we've talked about it on this, on this podcast before, that certain bands kind of come into your um your life at different times and if they came into your life at a different time they might not affect you as much yeah yeah it makes sense i think so girl bring me a new fact about metallica please all right lars ulrich is really freaking rich really but what's the source of all of this money oh well he's the best He's the richest drummer in the world. Really? Yep. He's worth $300 million. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, well, maybe some part of this money came from his family, but I don't think so yet. Maybe it was mm -hmm. his marriage. I think it, well, I don't know. I mean, apparently his dad was a pro tennis player. 
Really? Yeah. And oh. actually, when he was younger, um, like in Denmark, he was training to be a pro tennis player as well. And then he discovered music. And then, like the movement, it's just a little bit different, but one thing can help another thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> his last name, uh, his last name makes me remember about a, a season of Dark. Have you watched it? Dark from Netflix? No. no? There is a guy there. His name is Orich. Orich. I, I don't remember who he was in this series or stuff like that. But whenever you say his full name, I remember of this guy from the Dark series. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a cool series. You who likes stuff about science fiction and uh, science and stuff. Oh, girl. It's a very good series to watch. I suggest to you. All right. I'll check it out. I'm making a note now. Dark. Dark. It's kind of, just to have an idea, it's hard for me to understand because they go to the future, they go to the past, and things tend to get a little bit complicated to me because my head doesn't think like a scientist the way you do, the way you are, you know? Well, I have to be honest with you. I There are certain sci-fi shows that I like. Like, I've always enjoyed Star Trek and stuff like that, but... Um, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a huge sci-fi fan. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh, what kind of things do you like to watch in series, for example? Love stories? No, I like, um, like crime stuff, you know? Mm. Like Breaking Bad, uh, Criminal Minds, psychological suspense thriller type thing. Wow, Breaking Bad? You, you, that's a great call, man. Dexter, a lot like kind of dark, gruesome type shows. Have you ever heard about dark tourism? Dark tourism? Yeah. No. Oh, it's a documentary. A guy travels around the whole world just looking for weird things to visit and uh, weird experiences you have around the globe. It's really cool. It's really, really <laughs> cool. Yeah. You should definitely watch it. Well, but getting back to Metallica here, bring me another cool fact, please. All right. Um, Metallica set a Guinness World Record for becoming the first musical act to perform on every continent. Wait, let me see if I got this straight. They, they are in the Guinness Book because they were the first band to, to play in every continent. Yep. So in 2013, they played in Antarctica mm -hmm. and to kind of complete their, <laughs> their world record. Yeah, they were the first. I don't, I guess others have done it since, since they, you know, oh. I thought that was the first time, but wow. yeah. The guys must have traveled a lot then. Yeah, I guess so. But you know, like think about it, 2013, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it was not. It was not indeed. Well, I remember that time when Brazil was really way better, a better country to live than it is right now. Things used it to be so cheaper and stuff like that. Well, it was the third year that I had my school, the third year of VPFI. And I remember that uh, in the third year, I experienced a high amount of students arriving to school 
like enrolling the salves. It was the first moment that I hit like uh, 50 students enrolling at school, like oh, simultaneously, wow. you know? Yeah. At that time, it was just me. So imagine an agenda with 50 students. Oh my God. Yeah. How did you do that? Girl, I use it to work even on Sundays. Can you believe that? I don't believe it. Yeah. Uh, well, you still have way too much energy for... <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Nowadays, I still work on Sundays, but of course, it's just content creation. It's way easier, way cooler, you know? Well, I have to say, I mean, when I... Before I had kids, I worked every day, too. Yeah. Because when you, when you really like what you're doing, it doesn't feel like work, right? Like, I would be like... I know it's Sunday, but I really want to go into the lab and run some experiments, you know? I'm only going for a few hours. Yeah, like, uh, it's not a job. It's fun. It's fun, yeah. Yeah, I feel like this. I feel like this. I I hope I can uh, keep this energy to me until my last days. Like, it's something that I don't want to lose. The love, the passion that I have through teaching through creating content you know yeah absolutely yeah well um we are in 25 minutes do you have many more facts there yeah so let's bring all of them like uh, one after another bring them all now okay all right how much time do we have first off because i'll be oh we have five minutes okay so um, I thought that this statement was really funny. Uh, Hatfield has openly stated his distaste for expressing political opinions in music. He believes that musicians' popularity poses the risk of making their opinion seem more valid. And then the comment down below is, he probably isn't a fan of Rage Against the Machine then. <laughs> oh, for sure he isn't. For sure. Uh, okay, let's see. This one's kind of funny. Right after Cliff Burton died, they found a new bassist. Uh, His name was Jason Newstead. I didn't know. Um, But he left Metallica in 2001 because he needed time to heal from neck and back injuries he sustained from headbanging. Huh. Come on. Oh my god. I know. Wait, right? but you said Cliff Burton. Isn't this guy a, a really good movie director? Oh, you're thinking of Tim Burton. Ah, oh, right. All right. <laughs> Cliff Burton, Tim Burton, Tim Armstrong, you know, all these guys, yeah. Which is is one of my favorite directors, by the way, Tim Burton. Really? Tim Burton? Yeah. Oh yeah, like classical movies, yeah. Uh, he makes stuff like um, The Corpse Bride and Nightmare Before Christmas and all of those. They are dark, but they are beautiful, you yeah. know? It's really good. Uh, da, da, da. Let's see. Mm. Oh, I thought this was cool. So Metallica's second album, Ride the Lightning, is known for its blue cover. However, a French press misprint led to about 400 green copies, which are now collector's items. Wow, but 
It's the second album you were talking about, yeah? Yeah. Interesting. You made me remember about a really cool fact about Metallica with this one. Like, why I was trying to get cool facts to talk about Metallica, I didn't get to any, like, wow, this I need to talk this one. But this one made me remember one. You know, the first album they recorded is uh, Kill Them All, yeah? Yeah. And uh, before having this name, they wanted to, to use the name Metal Up Your Ass. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was like, guys, Metal Up Your Ass. Oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah. And the, the guys from the, the, what's the name? The recorder. The recorder, yeah. The, um, what's the name? Yeah, like the label. Yeah, yeah, the label didn't allow. Of course, they didn't allow. Yeah, like imagine metal uh, dress. Yeah. Well, I can kind of see that, but they were like kind of young kids, weren't they? So like, yeah, metal up your ass. Well, it's gonna be an awesome name for an album. Yeah, it, it sounded like a good name, I guess. I guess it was good enough. Well, Emily, we are gonna have our end from the Metallica episode, and we must decide the next band that we're going to be talking about. <sighs> Do you have any good suggestion in mind, girl? Mm, why don't you tell me one? Well, I was thinking that maybe it's time for us to change the direction of this a little bit and maybe talk about a punk rock band. You know, but am I talking about the classical punks or the pop punks or any other sort of punks? What do you feel like more recording about? Because when we talk, for me at least, when we talk about punk rock, I go from Rancid to Blink-182, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay, I see. I, I see your, your punk vibe. There. Yeah, you were you were thinking about dead Kennedys or something like that. Yeah, I'm more like, like yeah, Devo and mm -hmm. you know these old ones. I, I didn't tend to listen to lots of them, but it doesn't mean that I can't prepare myself for us to talk about those bands too. Of course, okay, because my punk tend to be newer than the, these old ones. Like the last, uh, I guess, the oldest punk that I listen is. Ramones and Sex Pistols, maybe the Bowsing Bowsing Souls, Bowsing Souls, you know, this one. Oh. But I guess the name of the band is the Bowsing Souls. Bowsing. I guess they had a song in Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Oh, okay, cool. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. can I do a suggestion then? Can I make, make a suggestion for kind of a different style hmm. for next week? Yeah, yeah. yeah we can talk about the genre and bring a couple of different bands because it's not i would say seeing as how even rock isn't so well known here mm -hmm. maybe punk rock is even less so maybe we could do one where we kind of define the genre and bring some of the top bands through history you you created the, the perfect experience for me now. 
we are going to be talking about punk rock. It doesn't matter if it's pop punk, anarchy, uh, or another style of punk. Inside punk rock, we are allowed to talk about the band, curiosity, story, and fun facts, okay? Perfect. So it's going to be like that. It's going to be like that, girl. It's going to be awesome. So I am going to and this record here but don't don't go away because we must uh, we must talk about the science episode that we are you know so don't go away all right all right i'm right here so audience have a great one next friday emily and i we are going to be together here to record a new rock and roll friday all right pretty good emily so i am going to end the session bye bye girl All right, see ya. See ya.